0: So, join me now for another empowering chat. So, this month we are talking about enlighten. And the definition for enlighten is to give intellectual or spiritual light to, impart knowledge. And our guests for this month, I think you're going to find you're going to get a lot of wisdom and some pretty amazing spiritual insights. Because the people that I've interviewed for this this month are just amazing light leaders in their own right. And where they've gone in terms of their exploration, their businesses, how they show up in the world is very enlightening. And be open for your spiritual journey that can be ignited by being enlightened. Enjoy the show. Thanks for joining us on Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell. And I am, I have the best life ever because I get to do this and, and it's so much fun. And I'm so excited to introduce you to a woman who is a powerhouse in and of her own right. Um, I, I adore her and I adore the books that she brings out for us to just get better at living life. So I wanna welcome Margaret Lynch-Renier, ren i I'll get it. And uh, Margaret, thanks for joining me today.
1: Thanks for having me,
0: Susan. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) Thank you. Um, My listeners know I have a dyslexic thing. And so sometimes I, once I've read the word, that's the way I hear it. (laughs) So I apologize
1: for the mistake. Yeah, it's 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 Lynch Ranieri. That's you- Ranieri, Ranieri. Yeah. misleading. <laughs> right. Oh,
0: so the book, the book. Oh my God, everybody, you've got to get this book. It's called Unblocked, and Margaret and her husband David co-authored it. And uh, the thing, I'm just going to talk about you for a few minutes, if you don't mind. The thing about this. This book and and her previous book, which is tapping into wealth, is Margaret walks you through how to use the EFT emotional freedom technique called tapping in every chapter, and there's video so you can do it with her. But she's also written a script so that you don't sit there going, "I don't know what I'm supposed to do." I mean, you you can sit there and go, "I don't know what I'm supposed to do." But the but the truth is, if you really dive into her books. You will end better than when you started. You will end empowered and connected to yourself and all of that. So, And I, and I can speak from experience. That's why I'm talking so much. So this book, I'm excited. I'm go, I've already started working it, called Unblocked, A Revolutionary Approach to Tapping into Your Chakra Empowerment Energy. And I'm all about empowerment to reclaim your passion, joy, and confidence, unblocked. So Margaret, um, as I mentioned before, we went on recording. Uh, I, I am investigating how to heal my chakras. I, I have, I've been doing that work already for a while. But this book, you specifically talk about how the lower chakras are the ones that hold all the messy wounding and and unknown stuff that keep us limited. So speak
1: a little bit about that, and then we'll circle back to how you learned about it. Yeah, I mean, it's like you put up that sign back there for me, right? Live your empowered life. And so <laughs> when I started working with the chakras, it wasn't because I was interested in the chakras, it's because I had an engineering background. I brought that into my coaching. And the problems that my clients needed solved, it didn't matter. Like they could have any goal. It could be running the marathon, growing my business, right. Um, Gaining new clients as a massage therapist or getting a raise in corporate America. It didn't matter what their goal was. Mm -hmm. The things that got in their way, like procrastination and self-doubt were basically the opposite of empowerment. And so I wanted to like, how do I get them to not just do some great tapping with me and some great healing work and feel lighter, but I wanted them to be showing up saying, you're not going to believe how I spoke today. I was confident and I said it, (laughs) right. And it worked. And in order to do that, I had to go deeper. And so the, the chakras, really showed me not how, but where, because it's the where that you need to know Uh the empowerment energy is in the lower chakras, which is where most people don't look and don't focus on right. And meditation and all of these other practices are often very upper chakra spiritual practices. But empowerment energy is part of our animal walking on the planet, wanting to create something energy, and it has to rise up. It has to rise up. And so it wasn't just about healing and unblocking people. It was also about unblocking the power coming up. That's so specific to those four. Um, And so, you know, it's been really fun because at first people used to say to me when my first book came out with Penguin, the tapping into wealth, one you mentioned, I've never seen anyone tap like that. Right. It's like what you do is somehow different. And then when this came out and of course, I've been doing this work for 15 years, experts in the chakras will say to me, I've never heard them described and worked with like this um, and that's like one of the the funnest things it is for me to hear to hear. Yeah. You know, aside from people actually getting those kind of wow results, where they're feeling empowered, right? right. Feeling empowered. That's what I love. It's
0: interesting to me that you mentioned also that the upper,
1: because uh, in
0: the book you say that there's a, an upper section of chakras and a lower section. And me, uh, in all my many years of of um, meditation and teaching. Uh, manifestation and all, all that stuff, I would just go start, you know, heart up, heart up. And <laughs> I, I didn't realize I was bypassing so much. And, mm-hmm. and it was like, a, it was just a, you know, and when I would do meditations to ground, I'd go through the lower chakras, but I just was like, let's just go down. And then I come up and go heart up, you know? So it's important for, for those of you that are listening, it's really important if you've had a dedicated spiritual practice like I have, that um, Margaret's book, Unblocked, is, is, is something that's going to anchor you further to planet Earth and allow you the empowerment you need, the healing energy you need to do the work you're here to do on planet Earth, because this is the time, everybody. This is the time. So Margaret, this this sounds like the lower chakra work creates a more sustainable transformation within the individual.
1: Well, I mean, it's not work that you have to do unless what you want, the changes that you really want or the changes underneath some of the things you're complaining about, are actually action-focused, confident, worthiness. I believe in myself. I feel this courage, this surge. I'm just gonna do it. This passion, this enthusiasm. If that's what you're looking for, that's what comes from the lower chakras, right? And so that's the reason to work there. Um, You know, people can, can great do, for instance, have a great business, being just really, really smart and expert and selling from that perspective. And that's great. But if what you need is more boldness, what you need is the confidence to stand there and say, this is what I charge and I am worth it. For example, which we, as women, need to know how to do because we're already starting at a 30% pay disadvantage, right? Always. And so what we start to uncover is the lower chakras hold the specific programs the blocks that say it is not safe oh no it is not safe for me to seem too confident or too full of myself or to put myself out there because then i'm vulnerable to some type of right shaming or admonishment or attack some women will really feel like i feel like i'm going to be hostilely attacked like someone's going to say who do you think you are and so That's why we don't want to spend a lot of time sitting down in those lower chakras because it's messy and it's counterintuitive, but it's where your power is sitting. And so it's, I find, um, because, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. So people like spiritual luminaries and healing people, they're often attracted to me and I have to make them do some very counterintuitive work but it's only to meet what they're asking for right if if someone says to me i'm working and working and working and i just i feel like it's an exhausting pace and there's no reward right, right. this is how you saw that's a lower chakra problem right or i feel frozen i'm stuck i don't stand up for myself. And I'm sick of doing that. And I can't stand myself when I don't, you know, when I hold back and I act afraid, but somehow it's like a no win situation. Right. So that's when, you know, you have to work in the lower chakras, um, but the work has to be guided because no one is going to know where to go on their own. Right. And So that's where the, the book is um, what I have been, bringing groups of people through for for over 12 years right so to experience what's in the book would would used to cost $10,000 if you or $12,000 if you did my one year program the bulk of that is in the book at the same time um the well bo- like how i wrote it is the way that i train coaches and therapists to do the exact same work with their clients so that they have one year clients right mm-hmm. so Um, So the, the book is really all four of the lower chakras, but you're going to journey through three unique sets of little tapping journeys through each one. So it's really 12, it's a 12, you know, process book. And then it's built in with, um, between me and my, you know, very thoughtful, loving psychoanalyst, psychologist, husband, Bringing some of that integration and some understanding, particularly because um, therapists love deep personal work. And so there's a lot of interest always has been for therapists in my work. And David wanted to bring that bridge to help them connect it to their world, whether it was for themselves and or for you know moving into coaching because a lot of therapists love moving into coaching when they're exhausted after a pandemic, right? Right, so, um, so that's what took me so long to put this into a book because it feels like my 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 made like a 15 year kind of achievement. Um, and so it's just very thrilling to have it out there and to read the reviews every day. I'm like. <gasps> <laughs> Having a book out is a, is is really cool, um, and um, but it's about that. Like it's possible, right? It's possible because I've seen it so many times to start from wherever you are and actually believe in yourself more, have more confidence. Check inside and go. Oh yeah, I totally deserve this. Exactly. And I, it, it sounds like it's it's impossible to most people, like too big of a change. But it really is in the lower chakras. Um, and I have a way of getting you there.
0: <laughs> so this is uh, I, I want to tell everybody that uh, Margaret's work is not for the faint of heart. exactly. because yeah. or those of low ego strength. <laughs> right. You have in order to transform and change from the inside out, you have to face those hidden things that have been kind of running around in the background that you were operating on and unaware of it. And, and Margaret, I, from personal experience of having worked your other book, (laughs) you, you uncover these hidden beliefs or what I'm choosing now to call false patterning Mm -hmm. that was layered on you by others. And you maybe even brought it in this lifetime and the work uh, that Margaret does helps you and supports you and, to face those things. And 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 the other thing that I love because it's interactive with um your videos and all these other things. I I like to do things with other people. I don't I will not get the yoga video. I have yoga videos. I don't do it by myself. I like going to class. And that's yeah. uh I think true for many people especially I think women because women like to be in connection in circle right because the divine feminine is that energy
1: and all of our wounding started from tribe right Mm -hmm. and so tribal norms and rules and just unspoken rules or even just norms can be very traumatizing um and and overt like you will be who we say you're going to be or don't be that because people don't like that Right. So we need tribe to heal some of the tribal wounds. We need to be in a group of people that is a is not our family, right? And and we feel safe saying, what if I could take one p- kinky step to say, maybe I am good enough? And those people around me are like, We love you, not saying who do you think you are? Right. So I'm, I'm a big, like, I'm one of eight children. So I'm a big believer in bringing together groups of people so that they exactly what you said. And so that you transform together in a way that, that is, um, allows you to, to support each other and, and feel supported because, um, the real healing work happens, not just when we intellectually say, I kind of get my childhood and the norms. Um, And it doesn't even complete when we just come up and go, I'm having this massive aha moment. Like in the, the, the book, I talk about the rule you're never supposed to break. And if you were to show up, Suddenly, way more confident and charging your worth and saying, and hey, I only want to work 10 hours a week for that money because I have earned it, right? I don't have to prove myself. I am good enough. What rule would you be breaking that came from your family that you, you're never supposed to break? And so that's a big aha moment for people in the book. But it's not even that that completes the healing, right? We're often meant to th- think about like mindset and programming. But what happens next? And it's what you said to said, um, Susan, about it not being for the faint of heart, Mm -hmm. because what happens next Mm -hmm. is you start to touch the grief. Yes. the Grief. When you start to realize that is the rule. And it has cost me year after year after year. And that's a feeling that we desperately try to avoid when we are achievement-focused, right? Like, I don't want to feel all of that. I don't want to feel all of that. Sorry about that. I thought I had that off. I did, but family people ring through. Um, and so feeling that, right, is why another reason we have the tapping. Because it helps to process that kind of emotion in a way that will feel more contained and more safe and less overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Um, Go ahead.
0: Because I I want the listeners to know that tapping works. You know, there's there's an idea out, you know, some people think that tapping in different meridians and things on your body really come on. But I... I use t- tapping to get through a really, really ugly, contentious divorce. And when emotions come up, that as I'm, as I'm learning to recognize what else is hidden, right? The tapping oh. helps me to experience the emotion, but not be so
1: overwhelmed that I can't get out of bed, you know? Yeah. And, the, and that's often our fear. If I feel everything that would come up, I won't be able to get. Yeah, I'll be ineffective and inefficient. And that's again, it's it's the super achiever brain working against you when it comes to empowerment. But it's it's not the brain's job to do passion and courage. It's, it's not the brain's job to be charismatic and to do confidence. It's a lower chakra energy. This is really powerful, our mind, but it's only one of seven levels of consciousness. And it's those lower chakras where it'll seem counterintuitive to move that grief. And so what changes, right? And so, because people say, well, Margaret, can't I just skip over that, right? Because- Tapping is clinically proven, right? It's not just our opinion. It's been clinically proven multiple times, over and over and over and over, right? And so it is a clinically proven technique um, that is unbelievable with anxiety and unbelievable. You can read even the forward of my book because all the data is there from Dawson Church. But what happens when we allow ourselves to do the uncomfortable? We tap we recognize, we start, to, we start to have this moment of consciousness mm-hmm. about like the weight of that rule, for example, hits us. Like this has been dogging me my whole life. I've held myself back. I've lost so much because of it. And I always say, what, right? I've lost confidence. I've lost years of pay. I've lost joy. When we start to have this moment of consciousness, it's really a full body sort of spiritual moment of, the recognition of the depth of the loss. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, we tolerate that sob coming up, that grief, those, I call them uncried tears because they're in there, right? Yes. We just haven't cried them yet. And so, and we're afraid to feel it and we brace against feeling it, but what happens when we allow that to move up and out and we do it in community. So with, and with the technique that helps us feel, support it, right? With, with, like you said, like with people that you care about and trust when you, especially when you do it in community, what happens is a major and difficult to describe shift on the inside. Yes. It's a, like all of a sudden that you will say, my heart feels more warm and open and full and it's actually like people say well what's under that and like what's under my belief and then there's a block under there and then what's under that and what's down there I always say it's grief and that's scary right grief even is under fear if you have a lot of real fear and anxiety under that is grief and then they say well what's under the grief margaret (laughs) <laughs> and what I love about that is what's under the grief is that opportunity to not overnight, sometimes not in the moment, but to say, now that I have really taken stock of what this is and what it has cost me, I get to ask myself, what do I really want? Yeah. And that energy can now rise, right? And that will feel warm and that will feel good. And I often find in this, I, I, I'm i going to bet any money that you felt this, because I know who you are now, um, <laughs> that grief and that warm, open heart, all of a sudden, you become overwhelmed with a sense of gratitude. Oh, yeah. It's so weird, right? Yeah. It's, it's like, uh, yeah. I, I, every time I've done the process, like someone's really wounded me, for example, and I really do that heart chakra work. And all of a sudden, all I can be filled with is, this intense gratitude for the people in my life. And I'm like, I thought I was mad, right? And then you move all these layers and you're like, wow, my heart's just like, wah, 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 wah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's a higher, it allows a higher frequency of love to yep. come in because you've moved that stuff out of the way. A hundred percent. And so yeah. if, if you are a spiritual and upper chakra person, right. And you love to live in this heart, creative channeling energy, you've just magnified your own field, right. Because you're wider, you're deeper, you're fuller, and you actually feel yourself more, right? yes. you feel yourself more, um, and I, and I love that, right? Because too many of us don't even feel ourselves, right? It's like, I've, I've been achieving, and then but I don't know who I am at the end of this career, and I want a new chapter. And so that's what I love about um, that heart chakra work. But yeah, I mean, one of my testimonials um, from Bob Schwartz, who is the, the executive director of one of the biggest... Um, you know, nonprofits profits for, for therapists who use tapping, psychologists who use tapping called ASAP. <laughs> it's, it's a warning. He's like, warning, do yeah. not use this book if, you know, you were under mental health care because it's actually meant to be triggering and activating and get to stuff. Right? Which is the only way you can release this stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. And that's who I am. You know, I'm hardcore. It's like, you want empowerment. That's what I'm bringing you. Um, and you've got to have the, it starts with that kind of like just a little bit of courage to be like, okay, I'm going to try this. And I, I guarantee you it's like gently and, and compassionately, but it helps you move through that process chapter by chapter.
0: Yeah. Now, uh, you start with the root chakra. Is that important to start right at where you sit?
1: Or can you like move around and work the other shock, lower chakras? Um, well, if you can if, if you're going to do it intentionally. But the, the thing you have to recognize is the first chakra is where it all starts. Everything builds on it. And the first chakra is safety. And so whatever you've learned at the first chakra that you long don't, don't remember, but is wired into your nervous system... Um, that's where it all starts. That's why we start the root of the problem is always in the root. Right. Right. And so now at the second chakra, if there's fear, a first chakra that's sort of been built around fear and uncertainty, like, am I meant to be here? Am I good enough as I am? Then the second chakra is built on that fear and it just manifests differently. So for instance, when we have a lot of self-doubt, it's like, well, I'm about to do it, but then I, I sort of spin. Is it good enough? Should I fix it? Self-doubt is simply fear spinning in the sixth chakra, right? Uh Guilt is fear spinning in the third chakra, right? Like, or, or fear of rejection. It's like, I'm, if, if I ask for what I want, guilt stops me in my tracks. Oh, okay, Just thinking about it, right? And so when you think about what what guilt and what shame do, which is second chakra, they serve to stop us. So it's simply fear. So that's why we started the first first chakra because we're building the whole foundation on top of the first chakra, uh-huh right
0: and then and then explain to everybody, Margaret, when those all those chakras are empowered, right? You, because you talk about that energy rising up. Yes. But then there is a, another channel or the same channel that you are able to then pull down the the co-creative ideas mm-hmm. that you can manifest through into uh, you know whether it's a, a new job or a relationship or whatever those creative ideas are you can now manifest them because it goes all the way down is that right? It goes all the way down to the root.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, think of the expression that, you know, when you say about someone, they had a lot of ideas, but their heart was never in it, oh. right? A lot of ideas, a lot of ideas, a lot of ideas, but never really settled on one, right? Mm-hmm. Or we have people who on, uh, who work incredibly hard doing and giving and doing and giving, but there's not a lot of receiving, right? So I'm that's right. where... <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Or I would like more receiving, please. Right. And so that's a block going down from third to second chakra. Mm -hmm. But it's still built on the first chakra programming, because um, at the at the second chakra, what we will. so, So here we are at first chakra and we learn we start to learn as a baby. Maybe we had a really, really loving family. But as we start to get a little bit older, and now we're starting to see as a toddler, there's all of these expressions and rules, and I'm navigating this new territory as I grow. Sometimes we get the message that just me, childlike, innocent, non accomplishing anything, me is not good enough. It's mm-hmm. what I do that gets me praise and gets me seen, right? And so that becomes so forgotten that it's, that, that it's a, it's an incredible habit and it's, it works up all the way through our chakras and it kind of colludes with someone who's already wired to be like super smart and awesomely achieving, right? And now you're like, oh, right. I'm actually good at, at proving myself, but the proving never drops down into receiving because it stops at the third chakra right? It's like, I can do and I can do and I can do and I can do. But at the second chakra is where we honor, I deserve right now. Of course I do. With Before I do another thing. So yes, yes. I love receiving. Give it to me. I would like that, please. Yes. And so that energy becomes hard. Because yeah. we and we'll see it in little ways, like I don't take compliments well, or um, you know, well, it could have been better, and so it's very like logical. We tell ourselves, well, I didn't receive it yet because. Mm-hmm. Like, I mustn't be there yet. I mustn't have done enough yet. I mustn't have proved myself yet. Um, And and so, this is so rampant and highly motivated, um, achievement oriented people, but they have it's such a blind spot. So, we're spending thousands of dollars trying to solve that in all these different ways, right? Accountability programs, skills, all these different things, when it's actually a very counterintuitive dive into the second chakra. Around neediness, because oh, that's yeah. the shadow <laughs> that opens right. the door to receiving. I can never be weak. I can never have needs, right? And so, you know, when I if I tell people up front, they go, "Margaret, that's everything I hate." Right? I'm never going to do that work. <laughs> but it's the key to opening up the receiving of the second chakra. Yeah. But if you want, I can sort of walk up through them and then walk back down. Oh, that'd
0: be great! So everybody understands it.
1: Yeah. Okay. So at the first chakra, this is our solid foundation. Like think about a foundation of a house. It it sets how big and tall and how much energy the house can contain. Right. So if you want to carry a lot of energy, you need a solid first chakra. And when the first chakra is strong, it, it was built by your tribe. It was built by your family in every way that they reacted and attended to you to give you even pre-verbally, the very clear message that of course you deserve, you deserve to want what you want. You deserve to be heard. You deserve to say, excuse me. You deserve to be here and to be a hundred percent you without any apologies. And yeah. so as you grow up, if someone says, I don't think you deserve that. You, this is how the first chakra works. You check inside and you go, and it's almost like you look back at your family and they're like, "No, you totally deserve it." And you in, in that moment you go, no, I know, I'm right about that. I totally know my value. See how solid that is?
0: Yes, it feels good.
1: So when it's strong, now you're solid, and it's like, of course, I can go do that. Of course, if I want that, I can want it. and of course, if someone wrongs me, that's not right. I have the right to say something because. I deserve to feel like freedom and the pursuit of happiness, right? It's like literally like constitutional rights. So then at the second chakra develops, uh, what we have at the healthy second chakra is all of our impulses, right? Ooh, reaching out into the world in a pleasurable way, exploring with excitement, with passion. And if something seems a little bit, ooh, this is kind of dangerous or scary, or I don't know about this. And then we turn back to our parents and they're like, you got this. I'm right here. If anything happens, go in the jumpy house. Right. And then you're just full of enthusiasm and passion. Right. And so we, we, and if we get wronged and anger comes up, Mm
0: -hmm. we have
1: a solid set of parents who can help us. You know, contain that, understand it, not be shamed for it, right? Not say who do you think you are, you little B. Which a lot of women have heard from their parents when they were young. Yes. Right. As soon as they got multi. Yes. And yeah. so it's these, you know, parents do their best, but it's these kind of messages that shut down the second chakra, right? And so when second chakra is like, yes, I can do this, and then I find something that I want. I will go after it. And that turns into third chakra energy. So second chakra is like the impetus, right? Like uh, (laughs) I'm getting off my seat and I'm, you know, like the endless toddler energy, which we could all use more of that, right? Who has time to nap? The world's exciting. Uh And so that arrives in the third chakra and we burst into action, but it's action based on what we truly want and what's the win-win leadership energy for the adult, right? Because children, it could be like, I'm just going to grab all the candy, right? But as an adult, it becomes this mature, like we also have a heart, right? So it's like, well, my heart's also like, how does this work in relationship? I don't want it just for me. I, I want a win-win. And that's the third chakra leadership energy. and then it, And then it just goes from there. It's like the fifth chakra speaks the truth, of all of that for you, right? It's not like you walk around saying, I deserve this, but it's somehow in you and it's in your vibe and it's the way you speak about yourself and don't speak about yourself, right? Mm -hmm. It's the way that you advocate and ask and enthusiastically say, hey, this is what I'm doing. Isn't this awesome? Let's figure it out. And then the sixth chakra's job is not to scrutinize and to constantly tell us about terrifying things that might happen, it's to say, what do I need to give you a plan for? I will get the plan, right? I will get the inspiration and I will get the plan and I will help you visualize it. I just need to know where we're going. Uh-huh. And so when, when we don't have a strong uh, first chakra, then the mind is switched in gear. And it's really about, I'm gonna think about everything that's dangerous in the ways that I can stay safe. And at the third chakra, the action center, I call it danger robot, because you're, you're literally only taking automatic reactions that are, if you really dive into them, they're all about staying safe. Right. right? And it's all about staying safe. And in my it's case, automatic, right. And in my case, which
0: I think is true for so many people. And I think a lot of women is, uh, my mind wants to control the outcome, mm-hmm. my mind wants to control the situation or the relationship, so I can feel safe because that root chakra wasn't developed in in a healthy way like you just described. I'm like, whose parents are those that she's talking
1: about? Yeah, right. And and, and so imagine that second chakra for you to not be in control, Mm -hmm. for example. Right. Means that you have to be in relationship with situations and people with trust and vulnerability. And imagine how terrifying it is to be vulnerable when what you are quite sure of is that vulnerability is going to end in pain and disappointment. Uh-huh. Right. That that we're going to ask for something and there's just going to be this painful space. And for most of us, we don't even remember when we gave that up. Right. But instead, it's like if I keep doing and controlling, then I never have to experience the vulnerability of saying, "Okay, I'm going to let you in. Yep, yep. I'm going to reveal that right here. I don't know what I'm doing and I'm stuck or something like that. Right. And I'm going to (sighs) like, you know, see what happens. That's, you know, Brene Brown talks about vulnerability and everybody's like, yes, until it comes to us. It's actually really hard it's, to yeah. subject yourself to the vulnerability of being disappointed, of being disappointed. And that's because we're sitting on a lot of disappointment and underneath the disappointment is a ton of uncried tears.
0: Yeah. Right. And and do you think Margaret that um, vulnerability is also
1: attached to our childhood in, innocence? I, I mean, absolutely. Because it, it, and it's, um children are more like unless they're giving a lot of negative programming right children are more magical and they're more accepting of all the different characteristics right because a child could be really mad and say I hate you mommy you're not my best friend as my daughter used to say you're not my best friend anymore you're <laughs> <laughs> like three and you know you try not to laugh right <laughs> and then in the next moment they love you Right. But, but they lose that because of being shamed. And so we, as adults, we shame any of those impulses, we shame any of those mistakes. So it's hard to have any childlike joy and enthusiasm and vulnerability when we are terrified of the backlash, even when it's just coming from us. Right. And so picture a child in a prison camp Basically, which is what we put in our own selves, right? It's like, do not make another mistake because I haven't forgotten the last yes. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, don't forget. And right. so that's when the mind and the heart are actually working together with what I call false wisdom. And I'm right about that. Right. And so it's sort of like any childlike side of us, it's it's all work and no play because you're not perfect enough yet for me to accept oh, yes. you.
0: That 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 was that, that's been my life up until just a few years ago. You know, yeah. I work really hard. They're going to notice me. You know, and I think everybody's got that going on. Yeah. Uh, until you until you clear it, and 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 for me, I feel like I'm living proof that you can have a happier, healthier, v- more vibrant life by getting in touch with the truth of who you are. And and yeah. And this Margaret, this this book unblocked is like, you guys, you guys, you guys got to get this book because um, I just know, and I'm going to, like I said earlier, I'm going to be working it. I just know that it's un, it's one of the last, uh, not last, but it's one of the resources I'm going to continue to use the rest of my life so I can be unblocked. So I can be fully me. I can be empowered and happy and you know, we're all seeking all that stuff and the, and the outer world doesn't bring it to us. It's our inner world that brings it to us. Yeah. And
1: it's, it's really lost in our blind spots, right? It's like, you know, this is my life's work, but for most people it's like, well, this is not my expertise, (laughs) Margaret, but it is my expertise. And people are, we are too smart for our own good, which means we squirrel away from certain pieces that we, that are, that are very much in our blind spot. And I have them too. I mean, this brain is like, you know, not my friend sometimes. And so to, to guide you into the blind spots and it it can, it can be a multi-year program because we work through the chakras over and over based on what you want. Right. It's like you get to another level and start feeling really good about yourself. It's like, well, wait a minute. What's, possible now what's next you've gone through that several times
0: (laughs) reinvention right but it's, it's also like clearing uh clearing the um this is like quantum physics stuff everybody you clear the thing you do you Ah, use that Mobius coil, that infinity uh, to clear it. So multiple potentials can show up and you get to choose which potential you want to live. And then once you've lived that, you get to pick
1: a different one. I mean, <laughs> why couldn't life be like that for everyone? Right? Yeah. And and why can't we be kind to ourselves oh, yeah. when we do go to the next level and we're scared again and everyone goes, I should be done with this. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you haven't ascended into heaven yet. Right. Yeah. And so Let, give yourself permission to sometimes say, I'm now going for this level. Right. And I feel the fear again, and I'm worried about rejection, but it's, it comes through consciousness. And that's what I love about the tapping is that you can just start voicing that in using tapping and it will really shift you. Right. It's like, I had a book with Penguin in 2013, but for some reason, when I presented this manuscript to Hay House, right? Knowing that Anna Day and Judith is in Hay House, like all these people that I like admire. I mean, there were in Penguin too, but I was like, oh my God, I totally feel it. I'm a fraud. They're going to be like, who does she think she is? She can't talk about the chakras. I felt that because it was a big up level, right? So it doesn't mean we're, old, we're like, we become perfect. It means I know that trigger and I'm going to work on it and I'm going to voice it because I want to keep pushing through that level, right? Otherwise- and- self-sabotage
0: right and that's the only way you get to self-actual actualization is by moving through the levels yeah
1: step
0: by step by <laughs> step, step by step. step step by step and you can have a partner in uh unblocking Margaret. <laughs> and so, so everybody i want you to know you can go to the website unblockedbook.com to find out more about the book um mm-hmm. and uh
1: and, and then there's links to Amazon and all the places to order it through there. Yeah. Okay. And can, and can they contact you through there if they. Yeah. So, um, so there's also a, a video in every chapter, almost every chapter of the book has a video just with me with more integration, a little bit more tapping. Um, and you, you opt in for that if you want that. And then you'll be on our email list. We'll be yeah, on our yeah. email list. Which is we, awesome. do have a, we do have a membership site that is um, that are people in a very conscious community and a Facebook group working together. And every Monday, there's a live call. So there's ways that you can get more involved in the work because lots of people are working through Unblocked in 2021. Um, and so there's lots of process um, if you're looking for that as well. Um, and, you know, I, I think some of for, for me, uh, the fun part is that, you know, we we try so hard to to be so perfect. Right. And do it right and do it better and prove ourselves again. And it's so much more fun to just be your flawed, awesome self. Right? Oh, my God, is it ever and be like I'm a disaster and also pretty awesome. Sometimes <laughs> I'm terrified, yet I'm also also really brave. Um, And that's the, that is the second chakra speaking. Like that's the heart speaking about the second chakra and boring, you know, people who are perfect are kind of boring, right? So if you want to attract awesome, fun, enthusiastic people, you allow yourself to radiate that. Um, And to me, that's the gift of vulnerability, right? I can be authentically me. (laughs) And, and enjoy every moment of it. Yes, Yes. Yes. And you know it's also important for me it's particularly for women that we do start stepping up and taking this heart-centered leadership role because no one's going to no one's going to lead that charge except women. Exactly. Right? Heart-centered leadership energy, we need to step up and do that for in every industry for a lot of different reasons. Um, and and for me, the whole last chapter of the book you'll see is about that. I talk about Captain Marvel and being a superhero um, and what it takes to step up and really ha- be on a mission of heart-centered leadership as a woman, because Lord knows the world needs it. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. So, Margaret, thank you for joining me today. <laughs> um, I'm going to attempt the new last name, Margaret Lynch Reniai.
1: E. <laughs> please
0: Louise. Okay,
1: I tried. This is probably why he called in the middle of our interview with his, unblock- <laughs> his unblockable number. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you again, and everybody. The
0: book is called Unblocked. It, uh, get go get it and get a group together and and do this fabulous work because you absolutely deserve it. And so I'm just going to close today with. And so it is Namaste. You can also contact me through the website at Susan at SusanBorrell.com. That's it for today. See you next time.